You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Apollo with Jared Timms and John Crane as we return from a bit of hiatus to talk some Major League Baseball and specifically the Los Angeles Angels. John, I'm going to start with you. How have you been doing, man? Rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. Uh, I'm still, you know, I just, I, I'm really not skipped to beat. I'm, I'm working every day. Uh, I'm working from home. Actually, my podcast uh, desk has now become my work desk. So uh, multifunctional. Um, everybody's healthy over here. Um, inconvenienced and frustrated, but healthy. And uh, so I, I give my blessings to that, that I'm still working because I know a lot of people are now, are, you know, are having issues out there. And uh, so I do give my blessings. I mean, there is one positive thus far. You mean your wife has let you live. That's a good thing for now. I, mean, <laughs> I heard on the radio it was on Friday or something talking about the effects of marriage on, on, you know, the they were talking about either solidifying or getting you know tougher apart because both my wife and I are both working from home which I'd always uh, I'd always thought well f- when my kids were younger it was not possible for me to work at home uh, but now that my youngest well she was a junior her year is officially uh, over uh, so she'll be a senior next year I could actually work from home but uh, I think the image we both had was that I would be home alone uh, not with my wife and my two daughters uh so uh anyways it's working we're still here oh yeah i guess we're glad you're still here jared how are you doing not too bad you know turned into the stay-at-home mom i got the i got my hair up today and uh created my created my number 12 bucks jersey you know nothing nothing crazy about that but yeah you know gonna be a nice little duo they got going on there actually more of like nice four players they got going in uh in tampa bay with Brady and Gronk and a couple good wide receivers there. I mean, I'm excited to see Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Oh, jeez. Here we go. You guys couldn't even wait five minutes into the show to start talking Tom Brady. This is not a Tom Brady podcast, but have you gone out and already bought a Bucks jersey already? Is that what you've done? No, I haven't. I just felt like it was good for the show to say that, but, you know. Oh, Tom Brady. Maybe. Unbelievable. He's, he's so he dreamy, even, Derek. He's he, so dreamy. <laughs> dreamy. I, might get, I might get some wings to wear with the jersey, too. You know, combine the whole Brady family. Oh, gosh. All right, so anyways, moving forward here, before I throw up in my mouth. The Angels, all mentally baseball, are still sitting back and we're not playing yet. Mm-hmm. And I... Uh, you know, you guys have been following the news the last few days. You're starting to hear more and more buzz about realignment plans, about a three-team, ten, three-division, ten-team series here. Hundred, what? I'm not sure how many games. Hundred games? I don't know. And the Angels would be in a division with the Dodgers, among other teams. How are you guys feeling about any of these plans right now? It's May 3rd, I mean, we're not, it wouldn't be too far in the season as it is. I, you'd need time in spring training all over again. I'm going to start with Jared first. How would you feel about any of this? I know at the beginning, when they first started talking about this, something came out and it was like almost West Coast, East Coast type of thing. And that was when I was kind of upset because that division that they had the Angels in, the worst team was the White Sox. And now that I look at this with the 10 teams, I'm 
you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And it's not just because I want baseball back or anything like that. I, I truly believe that we're having baseball this year. I mean, you look, you look back in China and you look in Korea. Korea starts playing on uh, Tuesday, May the, what is that, the 5th. They're going to start playing games, which is fantastic to hear that. Chinese, uh, the Chinese Taipei League has been playing now for, I think, it, I mean, at least 20 days now, which is great to see. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a step in the right direction with where this whole thing has gone. And, you know, it, as much as I want baseball back, it needs to be safe and everything needs to be good and the players have to be ready. But as far as the divisions go, you know, this season it's going to kind of be it is what it is. We're just going to have to take it for what it is. And I, I'm okay with that. You know, it, I'm excited. I'm, as a baseball fan, I know that, you know, most people probably aren't happy to see both of the Dodgers and the Astros as well as the A's and, you know, a good pitching staff with the Rangers and San Diego's not a horrible team. And, you know, Arizona's a good team as well. You know, it's, it'll be, it's, it's, it's a fun division, you know, if that's going to be how it is. And I'm totally excited if it's a hundred games and we play every team 10 times or however many times, I'm excited to see the Dodgers for that many times. I'm excited to see the Astros for that many times, you know, teams that we normally don't get to see, all that often we might get to see you know we don't we don't get to see the Padres all that often and they have a really interesting team and it's a, it's a this is fun direction with the way the, the way the Padres are going and as as just a baseball fan in general I'm just I'm kind of excited for a little bit of different you know I know that things have you know in the on the back burner I know that something like this has kind of been in the making where we see divisions somewhat like this. I don't know if it's completely like this, but somewhat like this, where we see the Angels and Dodgers in the same division, and that would be super, super cool to see them more often. But, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, as long as we play some baseball, I'm, I'm a happy camper. I don't care what, how it is. John, what do you think? I don't know if I'm missing stuff here because with Jared's talking, but everything I've heard, this sounds like it's going to be a tough pill for me to swallow. I mean, it doesn't mean I'm not going to uh, swallow it, um, but I, yeah, I'm all about the experience. I just love going to games. And from what I, I haven't heard that we're going to actually be going to games. I mean, I do, I do watch games on TV, um, but the whole experience, the whole experience of going to baseball games and and all the things we had to look forward to as far as far as the dodgers go i see enough of the dodgers jared i don't need to see the dodgers right down the street if i want to go do want to go see the dodgers i can see the dodgers so you know as, as often as i can see the angels um and i live around dodger fans so i don't really that doesn't intrigue me anymore that freeway series um but i just i want the baseball experience back um, it was just so cool last week watching with um, Jared because I know Jared was watching too because we were tweeting afterwards on the show and on the post game show of the World Series the whole playoff run from 2002 from the beginning to the end and it was just it was electric to watch uh, Angel Stadium and just it, it, to feel like you were you know it were there and if I'm gonna be watching game imp- with empty stadiums. I mean, I'm going to watch. I'm going to be watch. I'm going to love to see Rendon in a, in a uniform. I'm going to wa- love to watch Shohei Otani pitch. But there's nothing better than seeing Shohei Otani pitch in a stadium full of people screaming, uh, Otani, Otani, and just getting crazy and excited. So um, I'm going to take it whatever way it comes. But I'm still, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what to expect here. I look at this and think, how are they going to do this when some states aren't going to let teens play in their home ballparks? That's what I'm wondering, because California is not about to let the Dodgers and the Angels play at home. So instantly you're going to have those teams at a disadvantage compared to everybody else. I want baseball back. Yeah, the the team that we're talking about, in all likelihood, will not be allowing games played in that with with people in attendance. So, I mean, it's the Angels should be able to play at home, right? But they're talking about you know feasibility, safety. I get all that. That's fine. That's that's fine. But you also want it to be. You also want it to be balanced. 
and fair to the teams involved. It's not the Angels' fault, the Dodgers' fault that Newsom has made the call to keep things closed out. Okay, and they shouldn't be at a competitive disadvantage because playing all your games on the road is what that would be. So I'm concerned about that. Now, if they can find a way to stage games at their own home ballpark at Angel Stadium, that's fine. I think, too, is you know not having fans there, that's frustrating as well. But you know what? It is baseball. I want baseball back. I want some semblance of normalcy because we don't have normalcy, guys. We, we're at home almost all the time. We are... We we basically, for the time being, due to the response to this disease, we have basically taken away a lot of what makes being human special. And what I mean by that is human beings are social people. We like to actually, for the most part, be around each other, whether it be for a, at a baseball game or with some friends at a restaurant or just even having people over for people who are who have a religion or faith they, to go to a place of worship and, and worship together. They To basically do the exact opposite, to actually have to hide your face. So you're not even seeing a human face half the time. You're seeing half a human face. You're not even seeing somebody's full view. Everything is different in there. You're taking a lot of your humanity away, at least temporarily. And so to have baseball back to me would return a little bit of that sanity, a little bit of that humanity back to us. I know they got to make it. I know they got to make it safe. I know that. They have to make sure it's doable with the players. I know people, well, these piece players are being paid a ton of money, so on and so forth. Well, now we're going to be asking players to leave their homes, go out and play baseball, while their families are still in in quarantine. Now we're asking these players to quarantine themselves while out playing baseball to basically entertain fans. So before we hammered them, we said, well, they're paid to do this. Sure they are, okay? But when they signed that contract, they didn't sign the contract. Of, they didn't, nobody signed any contract thinking of COVID-19. They're human beings like the rest of us. So, you know, th- those are my thoughts on it. Can they, can they do it? I think they can. I think they should. Um, but we also need to appreciate it if they choose to do this, what, that they would be a league bringing back some normalcy to the American fabric. Jared, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, and it's I stay away from news and I stay away from politics. And Derek, I mean, you've talked about this, and it's it's one of those things where I don't really have you know a, a, a point on this. I just I like to see some type of normalcy, and I think that sports does that for us. I think the sports gives us something to believe in. I and that's this season isn't. I wrote I wrote about this, and I, I write. Within two weeks of all this stuff, you know, everything getting shut down and, you know, sports give us hope, you know, sports gives us something to look forward to something to wake up for in a sense. And that's not here right now. But when that here, when that comes, when the time comes that we're playing sports again and watching sports and have whatever fashion that is, you know, it's, it's not even really going to be about the season this year unfortunately you know and world series is cool and everything like that stanley cup uh the nba finals all all that stuff's cool but it's not really going to be about that in a sense it's going to be about you know hope and getting back to some type of normalcy you know there's is there going to be an asterisk on world series trophy this year no not at all because the team who wins is going to be the team who deserves it in any you know way any form but you know, it's 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 going to be more than that. You know, everybody's going to be watching it. It's going to uh, might be some of the only stuff that we might be able to do for a while is just sit back and watch sports and get our mind off stuff for a little while, even if that is for that three hours. And I know that, you know, listening to Trent Rush talk about it and um, Terry Smith talk about it, you know, I, watching the Angels games this past two weeks or whatever it's been, it, it's given everybody a break for those 
three, you know, three hours just to sit there and watch a game and, you know, not have to really worry about much if it is with a family, you know, or, or whatever it is. But yeah, you know, I just, I think that this year isn't really going to be about championships or anything like that. It's just kind of, kind of be about getting normalcy going back whenever that is, hopefully. And hopefully it's soon. I mean, and this isn't, this is not a political discussion on my part at all either. It's, I'm not criticizing Trump or anybody right now. I am I am just wanting some sanity back in life. It's starting to get a little too normal at home. In other words, it's starting to be a little too normal just to be home all the time instead of out there living life. And we can't, there's no way possible that we can just erase risk. Uh, that's it. So there's other, and there are other proposals too here. Uh, as many teams will play home baseball parks, they'll try and keep the AL and NL division, divisions intact. That's another proposal that's out there. Season to begin in late June, early July. Schedule of at least 80 games. That was just on NLB today. Uh, it was Jim Bowden was talking about on CBS Sports. That's out there. Is there a preferred plan for you, John, overall, given the situation? I, I haven't heard a plan that I really prefer at this point. If it's if, if we're if we're playing games with nobody in the stadium, I'll take it however it gets. I mean, the to me the Arizona one take makes the most sense. Everybody plays in Arizona, um, you know. And I, I mean, I I won't even say the play. I mean, and I don't even know if it's factual what I what I learned. But I mean, I, I heard of one prominent player in L.A. Uh, the others the other L.A. team saying you know he was not down for like you said taking his family to Arizona. I don't see an issue with it. It's going to be a shortened season. You know, I mean, I don't want to, you know, the money. You are getting paid a lot of money. You are. You can take your family with you. I don't know why they wouldn't let you take your family with you and, you know, quarantine them in a hotel or whatever. Go rent a a beautiful house. Uh, I'm sure the team would might even uh, assist with that situation. So um, I guess I think the most convenient one is the one in Arizona, um, the one that seems most realistic to me. Uh, but I, I'm going to be disappointed with the, like I said, I'm going to be disappointed that I'm not going to be able, obviously I don't attend, I attend a fraction of the games they actually play, uh, in real life, but I do enjoy my experience when I go. So I don't really have a preference and I I'd just love to hear, I, I, I like how Derek, I'm just being funny here, but Derek said he likes to avoid, was, I love to avoid politics too. I don't, this is my escape. This is my entertainment. This is my, I hate. And, uh, but Derek, you're so active on Twitter. I don't know how you, how you, how you avoid politics on Twitter. I'm, all I, I want really to do talk is talk Twitter Angels baseball. I don't talk about Twitter much at all. I don't, talk about sport, uh, politics, but I get a lot of stuff from other people's feeds is all I'm saying. Oh. That's all I'm saying. I don't comment. I don't get in. I don't get involved. I just, I just like, I'm just on Twitter for baseball. I, I just angels baseball. Really? There's, um, and I think this is from an article in, by Bob Clappish and Bleacher report. He, he's talking about Bob Nightingale and, and Jeff Hassan's, different thoughts on how teams will play out and how this could affect the future. And I mean, they're saying these proposals could address two what they see as what he sees clappish as two deeper seated problems of the sport itself. The 162 game season has become an anarchism anarchism, whatever you want to say it is imitation for bad weather injuries, subpar play, other than historical conformity, there's no ironclad argument against pairing back to 154, 144 games. Um, in order to combat tanking, American and uh, National Leagues could be permanently replaced by A and B divisions like the Premier League and lower levels in, in English soccer. All right, so I'm going to say that now. That's not going to happen. It's absolutely idiotic. It's freaking stupid thinking. But, yeah, I mean, especially the second one. This is stupid thinking. I can't... Board, board thinking. Huh? It's board thinking. It's You don't have anything better to do but think like that. I guess it's one way to say it. Sure. I, I just don't... Honestly, you're thinking about introducing promotion and relegation 
to a sport in the United States that has never had it, never had that system, and already has a financial division between the haves and the have-nots, that would never work. It would kill the league. It would absolutely kill Major League Baseball. And this is what these knuckleheads are talking about. And I'm, whoever's... Yeah, I'm saying it. It's idiotic. John, your thoughts. John's speechless. Sorry, or, my... Um, yeah. You're just not getting the plans. I, I, I don't really know I mean, a lot about the plans. I just... I, I just... I'm I'm on the fence because the only the only plan I want is is a, is is playing playing well, playing no, playing in Angel Stadium. What? Go ahead, John. Well, but what they're talking about, they're they're saying that we can use this stoppage as a way to address perceived problems in the game, like for example, getting rid of the 162 game season. It's become a imitation, quote unquote, for bad weather, injuries, and subpar play. There's no historical conformity. Again, I'm quoting. Bob Clappish here, no ironclad argument against pairing back to 154 or 144 games. Um, history matters, A. B, your numbers matter. C, if you want these teams to make money, it matters. And I know that sounds ridiculous to talk about money, but you want these teams to make money. If you shorten the season in order to make up for those losses, who's going to pay for that? Who's going to make up for those losses? Maybe I'll take a every, fa- every fan should want their team to make money. Yes. Because that but, means there's more money to spend. What I'm saying is if they shorten the season, that means fewer home games, fewer TV games, lower profit. Well, in order to make their profit up, who's going to wind up paying more? the fans I agree Jared you want that one yeah uh, you know it's it's interesting I think a shortened season a shorter season whether it's 154 or something like that or less spring training or something like that is unfortunately I feel like it's almost inevitable unfortunately I I don't know if, if maybe it is because you add in more playoff teams or something like that. I I just think that it is in a sense inevitable at this point. Um, and I thought that before all this has happened, too. I thought that it will be 154 before we know it. Um, whether that is, I think the CBA agreement comes up next year, you know, or whether that's five years down the road or something like that. You know, it's I, I just I think 150 games is unfortunately going to end up happening here sooner or later. Is this a good time to address it? Absolutely not. You know, you, you, in fact, you can't, you can't address it, to be honest. I mean, the CBA just doesn't allow it. So it's, it's just, it's not a good way to think about it. But I mean, this makes sense with all the minor league stuff going on right now, too. I mean, this is, this is almost a, too perfect for minor league baseball, major league baseball for this to happen because, I mean, I, it just seems, that's going to be inevitable too. That's going to get cut down, you know? So I don't, I don't know. I don't know where, I mean, we're in a weird timeline right now. You know, it's, it's, we're unsure of everything. So it, once we start seeing everything go back to normal, I think that like always, everybody overreacts and panics and over exaggerates way too much. And things as they go back to normal, we see things like this kind of simmer down and go away. But, you know, I, it's going to be one of those things where we're going to have to wait it out and see. You know, I know, I know that's not a great answer, but you know, like like I said, I thought that 154 games or whatever, 150 games end up being inevitable anyways. Even if it was adding another two playoffs teams or something like that to every division, I, you know, change is going to end up being inevitable here in this situation. But I don't think so because you can just go go cut back from spring training. Oh, exactly. Do you, really, no, do you exactly. really need to have? Nearly 40 games of spring training? No, cut that stuff back. Split them off, get them out of there. You don't need all that. You don't need to cut back the games of the season. 
They just don't need to do that. What they do need to do is, if they want change among, if we're talking about parity in the league, then you should have a different economic system. If if you want to get more teams in the playoffs, then you can go old school as well and throw in the occasional doubleheader. Expand the rosters to more than 26 players, by the way. So you can do the old school doubleheaders. Fans would love that crap. Day night doubleheaders? They'd love it. There's different ways to, to keep the tradition because you've already messed with all the different records now by moving to 162. To move back, you're hurting your own players and, you're, and part of what brings the game charm is the chase for records. Well, you're going to be chasing fewer records if you, chase, if you mess with the games. That's just... You're, you're talking... You to me, they got to think long-term. They, they just can't think about the short game here. They got to think the long game and how this affects the game across the board. What makes, these, what makes baseball special? Well, you may be adjusted years ago to go 162. You better play 162 because you changed how the game works and the records matter. And long-term, no matter what, the fans are going to pay for it. I guess we're going to disagree there. Well, I don't know if I don't know if everybody's going to disagree. I got two points. One, I, I am do not want. I, I don't like the idea of more more uh, uh, wild card teams. I, I I don't. I mean, the NBA regular season is unwatchable because um, it's really immaterial. Doesn't really matter. Um, who doesn't think that the Lakers and probably and then potentially the Clippers are going to be in, in the in the finals this year if an NBA, if, you know if it's all figured out. I mean, you can already pretty much stake it out to the with with one hundred percent accurate. Who didn't know Golden State was going to win when they won? And, and and so it's. I just don't think adding and then expanding the rosters means you, you you're 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 uh, what is that diluting the pool so I, I don't like i don't i don't i love baseball i mean they add a wild card that's fine i accepted that the other thing too that's it what you're talking about Derek, is you're shortening i mean i just happen to have albert's uh, contract i don't think there's a, re- a reality everything but he has a seven million dollar bonus for hitting getting the home run record now it was uh, gonna be a long shot i mean unless he had this rebirth but I mean, so this is a this is a bon- this is a seven million bonus that's in his contract. I mean, I'm sure a lot of players have things like this that are all being affected this year and would be affected even further by lowering the amount of games and uh, played in a season. Yeah, eventually those those contracts will will whittle away though. I'm talking longer term in history. You to me, you can't really go back and change it. Like you, you got players who are chasing a record. It's going to hurt you. You got teams that are making money off an eighty-one game home season. That's they're going to make up that money somewhere. TV contracts are based off a set game season. You're you're going to. I don't see anything happening to one to two games because it's that system works. But to me, the really idiotic idea here, the one that just is completely delusional and. And has should never be talked about when it comes to baseball. Is promotion relegation just completely the, in order to combat tanking? The American and National League could be permanently replaced by A and B divisions like the Premier League and lower levels of English soccer. Okay, what's going to happen to what would happen to the Angels if they had an off year and were relegated? If if they had this in place in 2020 and they were relegated for 2021, what would happen with that team financially? Anyone want to take a shot? Jared, what would happen? Probably, I mean, you, you could see it go down the drain, uh, of course. I mean... It's it's a, any type of... I mean, I'm assuming you're talking more like restrictions and such like that. Well, if you go, if you are not playing for a championship, if you're not able to compete against the stars of the of the, the league, like the the Yankees, the Dodgers, if you're not bringing those teams in, if you're playing a lower ring of teams, you're not making money. You can't even charge that kind the kind of money. You're not going to make money off TV contracts. You you would essentially destroy the economics of your league, and 
individual clubs. Geez, what would happen to the Pittsburgh Pirates or the Tampa Bay Rays if they were relegated and had to face the lower-level teams of that new division? And that's it. Never played the Yankees, never played the Red Sox, never played the Dodgers. What would happen to their ability to compete? I mean, you might as well just bring up and down minor league te- AAA teams at that point. It's, that's what would have to happen, I would think. If they're in create divisions. Or expand. I, I don't even know. Like, you can't do that. You don't do that. That's not... It's not something feasible with the way... I mean, you're reconstructing the whole league at that point. The economics of it, everything. And you're basically making the rich richer and the poor poorer in the end. John? Hmm. I, I just don't understand how the owners would agree to that. I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. For, if they I would. understand, you're talking in a soccer a soccer uh, situation, right? Yeah. You're talking in the way that world side that yeah, and which I don't fully understand. So, but now I'm getting a better understanding from what you're explaining. There's there's obviously teams that are that are aren't eligible to play for the championship of their of their division every year, uh, which I did not know until you just said it right now. Uh, well, they would I, be just, eligible for a championship in their lower division, but not a World Series title. Who the heck cares about that? Do you think that the fans of the Pittsburgh Pirates would give a crap about winning a, a quote unquote B division title? So it so is the argument here though, I mean, the Pittsburgh Pirates don't have a realistic chance of winning a World Series right now. That year. I mean may name a lot of teams that don't have a realistic chance of winning the World Series. Last year last year, the Angels didn't have a realistic chance of winning the World Series. This year they have a much more realistic chance. So, but I mean, it still doesn't make any sense. I mean, I I don't know why any owner would sign off on that. I don't think one would. But with all that in mind, if that's the case, is this where we are now? Are we so bored that we have some of baseball's bigger writers or more well-known writers talking about crap like this? Is this where we are? I, I couldn't imagine that being ever being case. And it just... It's like we're getting dumber the longer we're home. We, this has never been a conversation. They, listen, the, the 2020 season just needs a short-term fix. And I pretty much can guarantee you 99% of us all want things to go back to how they were when it comes to baseball next year. Anybody here disagree with that? No, not at all. You need, Like you said, you need a short-term fix, and then 2021, you know, get it back to normal. Like there's... there's not a lot you can do with this year, you know, so figure it out. We'll figure out however it's going to have to work, you know, whether it's in Arizona, whether it's West Coast, East Coast, whether, you know, three division, I don't even know what it, what it might be. Whatever that might be, though, you, know, you got to figure it out this year, and then you say, hey, you know, we're back to AL and L next year. That's what we all want. That's what we all want. There are some, some Q&A questions here, too, and let's go ahead and get those answered before we get out of here. Oh, boy. Let John. I think it's. I think John even sent one on. I, John, you're weird. But hey, Ace Fan Radio. Well, some friends of ours. Uh, they asked, "How big of a roster do you think MLB will allow teams to have under a three divisions plan?" Take care and stay safe, y'all. That's from. That's from. Uh, at CPL RFA from Ace Fan Radio. That's that's Keith over there. Good guy. Um, Jared, you want to take take first on this one? Yeah, it's interesting because I didn't. I've never really. I didn't really think about it, but I mean, you could stick with your, I guess, twenty-five man roster, twenty-six man, which would have been this year. But then again, I mean, if you go any higher than that, you have to worry about service time and everything. And if you're going to take it back down next year, back down to twenty-six again, you know, service time is going to be super interesting. There's going to be there's so much that goes into it. Uh, you know, I, I didn't even really think about it until like just I thought about it and I was like, well, 27, 28, I mean, maybe 30 makes sense. But then like service time, I, I said service time, service time, service time. I, I don't know. It's just it's so much. It, the, the one thing I'm super interested in is what the Angels are going to do with Joe Adele this year. And I know that, that hasn't been talked about a lot. And I know that's kind of a back burner thing that we're thinking about. But what do you do with Joe Adele this year? I don't know. I mean, and are we are they even thinking about that, honestly? Exactly. No, that's, it's a complete back burner thought at the moment. But, you know, I mean, at this point, I think if we had a regular season going on right now, is Joe Adele up and playing for the Angels right now? 
I no. think he'd be getting closer about now. I mean, it's yeah, closer, better. but he wouldn't be there. I yeah, mean, I, I, I agree. I don't think he's up yet. I, I said he's not ready at all anyways. I think that he had another – I mean, he's young enough where he had another maybe six months to a year down the minors. I wouldn't have surprised me if we didn't see him until 2021, to be honest. But, you know, it, it's just – this has affected change things so much. It's something that I didn't even I didn't even think about it. And when you asked this question, I you know I thought it was gonna be an easy answer, but like it just it's like a, so many different ways you can go with this. I mean, if you have a thirty man roster, you don't have the minor. It all depends on what the minor leagues are doing too. You know, if the minor leagues are just playing in Arizona, then I mean, does it make it easier? Does it make it harder to get guys? You know, where are the minor leaguers at? I, you know, what are you gonna do with transactions? Are you do you DFA guys? Like, can you trade this year? There's so many questions that are going to have to be answered, you know? I honestly think they're going to go... I think they'll go... I think they'll probably go 30-man roster. I think they should go 40. I think, the, I mean, given the situation, given the... the they're, well, they're not going to have, in my view, a whole minor league system playing this year. There are just too many hot spots in the country right now otherwise. So I just don't see how they'll be able to get their people in camp and going. So I would think they would expand. They would expand out to 40-man for this year. One, so they can get more games in, by the way. And B, so that they can get players developed. Honestly, because I just don't see how they're going to be able to have a full wilding system when you got different teams in different situations across the country. And quite frankly, you don't want all these teams traveling yet, do you? We're trying to keep people staying in one spot. So why in the world would you have them all moving across all the United States looking for games, playing games? Would you? Uh, John, does that a good idea to you? Yeah, I agree. Derek, I'm going to take your side on this one. But I, let me ask you a question. So, so you're talking about, because you're talking about Joe Adele not bringing him up. So that's going to give him another year of eligibility, right? So with the, by expanding expanding the rosters, then we're we're pulling people up that might not have been coming up. Or are we getting them from uh, – is that I correct? Think, or I am mean, I understanding point, it correct? You you have your 40-man roster. So those are guys and gals, not gals. Jeez, what am I saying? Those are guys who – were subject to come up anyways. But you're going to put them on the active roster for 40. I mean, I think they should, you know, it's a good question. I mean, those 40 players in my view should be available. Because it's not like you want these guys traveling from Salt Lake City to Boston when they're called up. You want them close to you. You don't want them traveling around everywhere. I think you're going to want to keep your team, your organization close-knit. You're going to want to keep them within playing distance, especially if most of these games are happening in Arizona. I mean, do you really want all the travel? If we're serious about social distancing, if we're serious about um, ensuring that we are minimizing contact with different people, then these teams shouldn't be traveling to the 28, 29 other cities. And they shouldn't be, neither should their minor leaguers. But I don't think the state of Arizona can take in every single minor league club either. So you got to figure something else out. And I, I really can't wait to hear what the solution is, by the way. Because you still need to develop these players. You're not going to have, you don't want these kids taking a year off. So what are you going to do? Any thoughts there, Jared? Any, any solutions at all? I mean, what would be your perfect solution? Perfect solution is probably, I mean, you got to go with a 40-man roster, but then you look at, I mean, the Angels have guys like Jemai Jones on the 40-man. Um, you know, yeah, I forgot who the pitcher was. Man, I've been away from baseball way too long. I forgot who the other pitcher they call they have on the 40-man was. But Hector Yon. Hector Yon hasn't even sniffed high A before on the 40-man. So then that becomes an issue, and a lot of teams, you may have that as well, where you have guys that they were hiding from the rule five on the 40 man. I, you know, there's just, it's, there's so much, if it's a perfect world for me, back to that question, if it's perfect world. You have, it's, it's tough to play in, in California. It's tough to play in New York right now. How do you get around that? That's your first 
thing you kind of have to do is how do you get around playing in California and how do you get around playing in New York? And if that's having those teams that play there play in different states, like the Angels playing in Arizona or, you know, playing, I don't know where, you know, playing at my, or playing at, you know, spring training facilities, if that's the case, you know, that may have to be where it, what it is. I think when you look at the minor leagues, that's, in a sense, an easy solution. You just kind of have them play at the minor league facilities. There are plenty of plenty of fields there to play. I mean, you don't have you don't really have to worry about you know leaving Arizona at all for that. And same thing with Florida in a sense. Florida is a little different because you're going to have to be traveling an hour or so. But I mean, if you were to configure Florida the correct way, you wouldn't really have to worry about that type of thing. I you know, I think the minor leagues is in a sense, easier than than the main major leagues if you can just get everybody to play in Arizona and Florida for the minor leagues. And if that if you can figure out the minor leagues, the major leagues then becomes somewhat easier in a sense. But again, you have to worry about figuring out how many players you're going to keep on the forty man. And like I said, there's there's a lot of different things. How, how are you getting guys that you know that get hurt? Because that's inevitable. Guys are going to get hurt this year, and guys are going to be out for the year. You know, we're going to see a Tommy John, you know, that's not that's not just going away at this point, you know, so it's it's one of those things, you know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but that's I mean, there are so many different questions that need to be answered in, in terms of how to do this. And I don't think there is a perfect solution. What we don't want, though, are idiotic solutions. The ones mm-hmm. that don't make sense. Uh, Jacob Cisneros asks, what are your guys' thoughts on the future of Pujols with the Angels? And what do I have to do to get Jared to follow me? That's at Jacob Cisneros 42. I don't know. Jared, do you want to follow a guy? I, I gave him a follow back. <laughs> I, I, made him wait a, I made Jacob wait a minute or two. I saw it earlier in the day, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll follow him when we started doing the podcast. And So I gave you a follow back, Jacob. I know if you're listening to this now, you probably already saw it and everything but yeah you know you got, you got yourself a follow back you know people ask i'll follow him back i don't i don't mind i'm in it i'm I, in it. he told me i had to do a podcast he said dude i don't even know who you are you're just uh nah sorry bro if you sure. if maybe one day we're on a podcast together i'll follow you otherwise <laughs> you know you know get, get, scram kid that's what he said to me <laughs> i don't know i'm in i'm in a a uh, twitter group with Jacob and the guy always has really great things to talk about when it comes to the angels, like interesting things. I don't say much in there at all because I'm so freaking busy, but I mean, I can't think of one time where he said something stupid in there, something that wasn't worth talking about or discussing. So, I mean, good question from him. And as for Pujols, I think when his contract's done, he's done. I think he might be done before his contract's done. I, don't, I just don't, I think the angels are trying to get younger. I think the angels are trying to, Whittle down payroll. They have, they have guaranteed money with him, but they got guys coming up that they're working on developing. And I just don't see how Albert's a fit much longer. I just don't see it at all. John, your thoughts? Okay, if he takes if he takes a million dollar two million dollar contract, you don't th- you, you don't take him flyer on another year. He's already got a ten million dollar personal services contract once he once he retires from the Angels, so he's not going anywhere. No. Not taking a flyer on him for one or two million dollars. I I think when he's done, he's done. I mean, let's just be real about that contract. He's I mean, last year he put he had some great moments. He put together some solid numbers, but overall, the value he brings to that position for the money is just not there. It's just not. I mean. The leadership matters. It, this isn't anything personal with the guy, but you're paying him to be the person he was 12 years ago, not the person he is now. But the Angels knew that when they signed him. This is not an attack on Albert, but I don't think there's any future with him on the roster. And I honestly don't know if there's a future with him with the organization because I still think he, I still think he's a Cardinal at heart. He won his titles there. He won his MVPs there. He, he did great things there, and... As time goes on, those divisions mend. I'm willing to bet that if he's involved with any organization after he retires, it's not the Angels. It's going to be the Cardinals. Okay, so then what, what, 
I, then I don't understand what a personal services contract is because he's got a $10 million a personal services contract after he retires. I understand that that would be my thought process too, that maybe the, that maybe the Cardinals would take a flyer on him, give him a, whatever, a, a, a small contract to finish out his career in St. Louis, which well, would just thrill the fans. No. But what, where does this contract go, this $10 personal, million contract? A personal services contract means they are providing you with stuff. And it's, it is different for each contract personal services could be they're providing you with like limousines or this or providing you with with you know a butler it, I mean, it, oh. it differs okay but it's literally what it says personal services it's not a job it's not like he's under contract to work for the angels when he's done with his actual real baseball contract so he could try and go play somewhere else he could I but I, I, he could I don't know he could wind up going in my view back to the Cardinals and it wouldn't surprise me one bit and it doesn't mean he has a problem with the Angels but that when you spent the better part of your career one place you won a World Series somewhere I mean you're that's where you'll probably want to go if you can fix those little gaps Jared any thoughts and he's been a below average player for the last three years regardless of anything he it's hard for him to play a position at all you have Shohei Otani DHing now you're gonna have a guy like Justin Upton after that and Anthony Rendon after that whenever that is uh his contract is up in 2022 I think he's owed about probably about 50 to 60 million dollars more with that so regarding if he plays after that I don't think so I think he's done um, I know he loves the game. I mean, there's not somebody out there that loves the game more than Albert Pujols and respects the game more than Albert Pujols. And I think the game respects him back. It doesn't seem like it, but the game has respected him back, you know, whether it's, you know, maybe not statistically, but the players, the fans, everybody has respected him back so well, you know, and he's a first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. But, you know, it's he's not leaving he's not he's going to be around until 2022 there's too much money there and the fact that he's staying and you know as far as we know doesn't have a problem with anything here in anaheim just means that you know he thinks he think, can win another world series here and i think that i'm i'm the biggest believer in this and i think you know that the world series coming pretty soon to Anaheim, you know, whether, I don't know if it's this year, I don't know if it's next year, but I think that there's a chance that Albert Pujols has a legit shot at winning a World Series. And I think he still thinks that too, and it's not just about the money. And I hate this argument, and I know everybody hates this argument, but there's so much that goes on behind the scenes with Albert Pujols, whether it's charity work, whether it's with, you know, like we said, the fans, or like with his own teammates, I think that there's just so much that goes on behind that. I don't know if he's worth the $25 million, but he's so good at Anaheim and the players in Anaheim that it's just it's it, you can't get rid of him it's it's impossible almost you know even with how much he's getting paid it, you, you just you can't get rid of Albert Pujols and I was the biggest believer in the longest time that he was going to retire you know the biggest quote the, the best quote that he's ever given is once my once I can't do it anymore I'm done and it just doesn't seem like he can do it but you know there's there's something going on behind the scenes that you know says that he can do it and you know whether he stays as a coach because I don't what that service or the service agreement is, I, I don't know if that's come back during spring training every year. You know, like we we don't know the contract details behind that. You know, whether it's stays a hitting coordinator, whether it's whatever it is. You know, he, I think that you know he will eventually find his way back to St. Louis because that's where he is loved and that's what that's what he loves, and we all know that. You know, but he'll be with the Angels. I think for a while after this, you know, I don't know if it'll be the 10 years, but five years, whether it's in the front office, whether it's, you know, as a hitting coordinator, whether it's as he was a good defender, whether it's as a defensive coordinator, I don't know, you know, but he'll, he'll stick around for sure. There's, there's Anaheim, there's a place in his heart for Anaheim. And, you know, I know the fans don't treat him well. And, you know, he gets a lot of criticism on social media. I see a lot of it, but I think that, you know, he loves Anaheim and, you know, there's, He'll he'll stick around for a little while after that. And by the way, I just want to point this out because it, it, if it doesn't come from me, John's going to say it. I think the criticism towards Albert Pujols is not really fair. The Angels offered him that deal. The Angels did not have to offer him that deal. The red flags were there. 
They were there before they signed him. And they still made the call. If people want to get upset about a contract or him not living up to the contract, the, the blame should not be with him. We can say what you want about Albert's demeanor or whatever, but the fact of the matter is Albert has, in my view, given the best he could. His body just doesn't have it anymore. That's just the bottom line. John, any closing thoughts on that? Yeah, nothing that I haven't said before. What his his it's what he made. It's that he made uh, twenty or twenty eight million dollars last year, and he's going to make twenty nine. That's what's galling about him. Uh, as much as I mean, I he, you know he's not the Albert Pujols of old, but he still's got some pop in his bat. His batting average is anemic because so is so is Cole Calhoun, and everybody's crying that Cole. You know how many people are? I mean, I guess not everybody, but a lot of people are crying that Cole that they didn't uh, resign Cole Calhoun. So it's just the salary that's killing it, which is why I've said, and I'm probably way off base thinking that you know that maybe he would stay for a couple. Of, you know, if you keep him for a million or two, he's still worth something. But I do understand the backlog that we have at first base, and we do need to search, uh, give some space and uh, to uh, Otani and in the in the lineup, and then the um, second thing again, re- reiterating what what Jared said. I mean, and I've said it before. He's standing right next to Trout pregame almost all day i mean trout has gotten so much from him uh i mean trout's a natural but i think it's been very helpful to have albert pohol standing next to him uh, as a mentor and a guide and uh so he's been worth there's some there's some hidden worth in albert pohols he is overpaid but it's not invaluable all right so next question here is what are the Angels going to do with all the bobbleheads if we don't have a season that we can actually attend? From Jake's Craig John, asking for a friend. That's what I want to know. Great question, Jake's Craig John. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey, Jared, do you know what they're going to do with the Inland Empire ones? Because I got a bobblehead package there. I thought I saw they were already doing something with them. I don't know what. I, I could be totally wrong. Don't even quote me on that. I, I don't even know, but definitely look into it. You know, I have no idea. Uh, do you wait for next year? Do you? I, I don't. I honestly, I don't know. You know, it's, it's one of those things. Do you just hand them out? To, you know, whoever bought the tickets. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, honestly, that, that, I, I have no idea. I don't. Those think, those I don't are paid for that. the Inland Empire ones, but yeah. you know, th- those are paid for. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think honestly they've probably thought about that yet. It's probably something that they'll be thinking about here pretty soon as the season starts or as the first bobblehead day comes up, whenever that is. I don't even know if we've had a supposed to be a bobblehead day or anything like that, but you know, it's, I have, I have no idea. That's, that's a fantastic question. Well, I'll tell you what, um, next Sunday would have been the big day where I was taking my whole family to a game. We're going to go to the game in Pittsburgh because we can't go for the angels at that, that point in the year, but that was mother's day. And there was a bobblehead that day. I have tickets for to see the Yankees versus Pirates with my dad in June. And that was a bobblehead day. So I'm going to find out real quick Major League level-wise. And then we have the bobblehead package for the Mahoning Valley Scrappers out here as well. So that's paid for. So I'm wondering quite a bit. But, I mean, they're still counting the seasons is going to happen. So we'll see. I mean, that's that's June for that season. That's a whole different thing. That's June. I guess we'll find out. The Angels, I mean, for the Angels, I don't even know if they even have those bobbleheads in inventory yet. They could just choose to carry over for next season for all I know. They're not in inventory. I don't know. Uh, well, no, nobody's pre. Well, I guess season ticket holders, but if they're they're going to refund the season ticket holders, so they're not going. They don't know anybody. I don't think the Angels really owe anybody anything as long as they refund their tickets. But yeah. like in, in the Inland Empire, I guess you could say the same thing. But that that was actual ticket package uh, that included bobbleheads for this game. Sure. So they have those and they're paid for. And I guess you know people. I, there might be some people who'd say like, well, that's not fair. I wanted to see the game. I'd probably be. I'd probably be willing to settle. Which just give me the bobbleheads, and we'll try it again next year. But we'll see. I mean, well, if you like, in the case of the Angels, those are quote unquote free promotions, anyways, unless it's part of the season ticket package. It was a couple of years ago where they had a special one for season ticket holders. But like you're talking about the Inland Empire. 
you're actually pretty much paying for the bobblehead. The Mahoney Vine is the same thing. You're buy, if you buy a set package, you are buying the bobbleheads with it. But if you if you take out the value of seating, quite frankly, you're not getting your money's worth. I mean, these are minor league bobbleheads, so I I don't know how. To, I guess I can call and ask, but. Well, you know, part, and part of that, too, the invaluable part of it was I, I was looking forward to meeting Jared at one of those games next year. And, you know, that's oh, I'm sure you, guys you can't put a price tag on that. I mean, you know, it's like there are people that are just begging to follow for him to follow them. I mean, the yeah. guy is a legend on Twitter. Let, let let the 66ers know that. Let them know that I was the only reason why you were headed out there. Yeah, the only mm-hmm. exactly. Okay, I will when I when I when I contact him. I'll say I need to meet Jared Demps. Can we just like have a? I don't even know how they would do that. No, because we got to socially distance apart or something like that. So <laughs> I'll, I'll drive by your house if you can hand me a beer from your. Uh... <laughs> don't break social distancing now. Throw, right, throw me a so... beer. I'll bring a glove. <laughs> Okay, last question was from Taylor Blake Ward from Locked On Angels. Asked, "How's Derek's knee?" Uh, my knee is pretty functional. It's um, been sore a lot lately, though. I'll be working outside trying to get some of the issues fixed with the house. Um, I'm still in physical therapy, but it's it's there. It hurts sometimes. It gets tired a lot, but rip roaring strong. Good to go. But I tell you what, you guys, recovering from a torn anything sucks. So take care of your health out there, folks, and be careful. You never know when something stupid is going to happen. So, all right. So, I guess this is it. We got all the questions in. We covered the important things for now, and now we just wait. And I'm guessing, judging by the day, it's May third when this thing's out. When we're talking on talking live on on Talking Halos here, that I got to think an answer is coming probably, tell me if I'm wrong, guys, on the timing here. I'm guessing the next week we're going to get some some finality here in terms of the rest of the of how this is going to work out. We're going to start to get down to the wire, and I think one of these leagues will start. Either MLB will start when they're going to announce how they're going to get their season going, I think, or the NBA which is they were the ones who got everything going the other way, get things shut down. The NBA will say, okay, this is what we're going to do to finish our season or the NHL. One of these leagues is going to lead the charge. My guess is either be MLB or the NBA, and then the other ones will follow suit. You guys, what do you guys think of that theory? Yeah, I, I agree. You know, it, it's going to be one of those things and where I, I, I said it about the Trout contract. I said it about – you know, Garrett Cole and all those guys, it, it's just going to happen out of nowhere. You know, Passan, somebody's going to report it and it's going to be like, all right, here we go. You know, it's going to be a big, a big uplifting thing for everybody. You know, just give hope. You know, I mean, hopefully hope. You know, hopefully we don't go the other way and see the season go down the drain. Well, I, I don't think that's the case by any means. I, I think that there will be a, there will be seasons to be finished and there will be seasons to be started this year. When that happens, where that happens, again, you, I don't, we don't know. Obviously, I mean, we just, we just discussed it for an hour, you know. But I think that it's we're going to wake up one morning or it's just going to pop onto our phones and it's going to be like, all right, baseball season's ready to start June, whatever. Maybe my birthday. That'd be kind of cool. June twenty eighth. Say happy birthday to me. You know, but um, but yeah, you know, it will. It, it's just gonna kind of pop up one day. And we're gonna be like, all right, let's let's get going here, guys. John, closing thoughts. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. I just it, yeah, when they when they announce it, I, I, I'm down to, to get this resolved. I I, I, I I'm wondering. I mean, baseball, it's very it's, – there's an answer to the baseball. There's an easy answer. I mean, there are several choices, but this is definitely going to happen. I look at a league like the NBA, which it's not very functional. I mean, I guess they could do like a but a, a sweet uh, – what do you want to – like a, uh, an NCAA tournament type thing with the NBA. But baseball, they can do it. So they're going to figure something out. We're going to see baseball. I'm just – not real optimistic. I'm going to be seeing baseball in person, especially since I live in California. So if I was living in maybe another state, I don't know. But I can always drive to Arizona. By the way, I have seen baseball this year. I, I went. I got. I got to the last week in a spring training. So I got something going for me. <laughs> well, something. All right. It's so something. 
Yeah, yeah, something. As we close out, folks, it's been a long hiatus for for me, for John, uh, living life as best we can. We all know you are doing the same thing. And so we just want to encourage you to keep the faith. You know, weird things happen in life. As a history teacher, you've learned, we've heard all the stories, everything from Spanish flu down to the Vietnam War and the draft, down to Kane's assassination to Pearl Harbor. There's always going to be things that happen that shell shock our nation, but in one way or the other, there are things that bind us, the ties that bind, and baseball is one of them. So here's hoping that we can get some baseball soon, and all of us, regardless of a Republican or Democrat, black or white, male or female, can go back to enjoying the things that bring us all together. So with all that in mind, for Jared, for John, for the entire team here talking Halos, we're out of here. See you next time. Peace. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the make. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV.